Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by The Religion of Aston Villa. We're a social media account on Twitter and Facebook that wants to get our voices out there and heard, so please join us. Hello guys and welcome to another episode. This is the Norwich Review. I'm joined with Callum and it was a win after uh, after after the back of the Liverpool game. Um, so yeah, I mean, like jumping straight into it, uh, the lineup. I mean, Ramsey's come back in. What do you think of the lineup? Um, you know, we obviously didn't know which players would have been suffered with COVID problems, which we've got right now. Um, Luckily, it wasn't any of the first team, um, or maybe, or you know, the starters, that is, anyway. Possibly Sanson would have started, but, you know, I think he's one of them that's got the, the COVID issues. But when you look at it on paper, it was a good squad. Um, obviously, some people were thinking the bench was quite light. Uh, when you look at, you know, um, Bedint, Chucklemaker, Archer, Marshall and Ingburnham, or however you say his name, that obviously is a little bit weakened, but against that Norwich side, I think we would have been okay if we had to call upon them. Um, we didn't, um, and the subs came on and they were helpful. So, you know, before kickoff, I was was happy with the lineup, happy with how we were setting up. Um, and yet, yeah, I mean, when you look at the Norwich's lineup, they were trying to come out and either be attacking, but. Uh, it didn't work out for them in the end. Yeah, like you say, is the COVID breakout, like people was, you know, like trying to guess who it was. I think Sanson, I think everyone could have guessed that because of his in- injury record, it was just typical, really, that it was going to be him. Uh, it looks like Steer would probably be it as well because obviously he's number two and he didn't make the bench. Um, maybe Algarzi as well because Algarzi yeah. wasn't on the bench, was probably my third one looking at the lineup and the subs. So, so, yeah, but like I say, as, as you said, for a starting 11, um, none of none of the starting 11 really, well, none of them did get it. Like I say, Sanson was probably in contention to start, but other than that, um, yeah, it was pretty much the, the usual suspects. Um, going into the first half, I mean, let's be fair, we that was probably the best we've played this season in terms of, you know, like keeping them camped in their own half. They didn't really get much chance. Um, and obviously, Ramsey gets his first goal. And by God, what a goal that was. Um, but yeah, so what do you think of that first half? Um, well, I've only, as I was watching the game, I was writing down, you know, key highlights. Yeah. Uh, and I've only got four key highlights for, for the first half. Uh, one of them being towards Norwich. But like you said, we were so good in that first half it was um you know probably one of our best first half performances and you know Gerard said afterwards he, he wanted us to start on the front foot um especially the, against Norwich uh the first goal was always going to be crucial uh to who was going to get it and you know it was always going to be it looked like it was going to be us you know straight away McGinn had a shot saved um from some distance which um, 
you know, looked like it was probably going to go in, so it was a decent save. Then that's it. And then I've got Cash with a block, um, yeah. cru- crucial block, um, I think from Sergeant, I think it was. And then nothing key-wise, um, as in highlights, for, for 20 minutes, and that's uh, Ramsey's goal. And, you know, and he, and he said in his interview, you didn't see anyone in front of him, and he just bombed forward. And to say it was on his weak foot as well, it's a lovely strike and uh, a lovely run and fair play to the referee for playing the advantage. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a brilliant moment for him. His um, second goal of the season and second in the Premier League. And, you know, he wants to be like like how Steven Gerrard was at Liverpool. And, um, you know, he's got the perfect uh, tutor in Steven Gerrard to, 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 to take him forward. And, you know, I, I think... At youth level, he was more played as a number eight, um, dashed like number 10. And you don't really see that with him at Villa at the moment. He's been playing either in a front three on one of the sides, on mainly the left side, or he's been playing in a number eight. Um, and say two years ago, I think he was playing in the in the uh, under-23 team or the under-18 team. I can't remember which one it was now. Um He's come on leaps and bounds, and that has to be one of his best performances of the season so far. And um, he deserves it because, you know, he got robbed of a goal against Leicester. Um, but, yeah, a lovely run, lovely finish, um, and it kind of settled us in into the game and we took control for the rest of the half. McGinn nearly scored from a corner, which I thought was uh, ambitious, to say the least. Um, and we went into half-time 1-0. We could have possibly had a penalty, Um it looked a bit soft though on Watkins. Um, he kind of needs to sort that side of his game out because he seems to be going down too easily um, in the last few games. But you know, we went into half time one nil up. We probably could have done with one or two more, um, but it was comfortable definitely going defensively, and we looked a threat every time it went forward. So it was a it was a happy first half performance. Yeah, like you say, he's, 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 we've pretty much dominated and uh, that goal was, was special. For it, I will say that that the, the defending side from, from Norwich's point of view was shocking, uh, in all fairness. For it can't take it away from him. It was, it was a brilliant goal. Um, I will say that, you know, I think we could have easily been 2-3-0 up in that first half and it just kind of felt like it was never going to come, like that second goal. Um, and then obviously we went into we went into half time. Um, any changes for you at half time? No, none at all. Yeah, same same for me. Same for me. Um, into the second half, then I mean, it was kind of the same again. Um, we made a substitution. You know, Ings coming on, which for Young and I thought Young having a quite poor game in my opinion. I didn't think he was that good, and it kind of showed you that. Gerard for me was trying to just kill the game off because it can't I mean I don't think Norwich were great at all for the entire 90 but we kind of got complacent I found in the second half like we kind of just not dropped our heads but we kind of took our foot off the gas if that makes sense and it kind of showed because we kept doing stupid silly passes and then every time we did them Norwich kept breaking I mean Martinez wasn't really ever ever tested in in my opinion. Um, you know, to a, to you know, it's not like he's pulling off any worldies. Um, but yeah, we just we just kind of started 
slipping away. And I and I knew, I, and I did tweet this out. I did say that there's a definitely another goal in this. And I was genuinely unsure which way it was going to go. And I thought, in typical Villa fashion, they're going to score, be one-one, and we'd be looking back thinking, what a missed opportunity. And then obviously Chukamaker comes on, and just the game changes with that brilliant assist for Watkins. And then pretty much straight after that, he brings on Twanzebe for McGinn just to see the game through. So, I mean, that second half was pretty much, like I say, it was just a complacency for a good 30 minutes and then just an absolute superb assist. But then again, the build-up to that, to Chukamaker's assist, I think it was Cash who dropped an absolute peach of a crossing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, going through the the second half, like you said, I think we did get complacent. Norwich were coming back into the game. Um, I wasn't sure who the next goal was going to go to. Really, um, in my notes, I had Young with a back pass on the fiftieth minute. You know, we got quite lucky there because if it falls to him in a better position, I think if Martinez wasn't that far out, it's a goal. Um, so we've got off like there. Target had a second. Um, uh, strike on goal with his right foot three minutes afterwards. Um, then he had Watkins' header with saved by Tim Krull's feet. Um, there's a... Where, what else have I got? Uh, they, I said that Norwich kept finding ways in behind us, um, which shows the complacency in the in the defence, I think. Um, either we were too busy thinking about trying to get forward and then forgetting how to defend, or we were just, you know... Missing runners uh, a few times. Um, but then you said Ingson for Young, an attacking substitution, striking for a winger. Um, so he'd put obviously put Watkins out wide and then put Ings up front. To be fair, I didn't think Ings did anything in the slightest. Um, it was like just having a, a man on the pitch, really. Um, but you know, yeah, it could have been that Ings gets a penalty or scores a goal or you know, link up play. But it is nice to bring that kind of player on and Ings needs some minutes in, in the legs um, after coming back from injury. So that was also a nice thing. Uh, Chocolate maker for Buendia, which um, kind of changed the game a little bit, really, because Gerard said in his press conference he brought Chocolate maker on for to be tight on um, Billy Gilmore, which I think that's how the, the move started. I think he won it off Gilmore and then... Um, or was tight to Gilmore. I can't. I can't exactly remember now. But um, yeah, and then like you said, a lovely run. I thought he was very good when he came came on as well. In, you know, it seemed like you would be, you know, a duck to water kind of thing. He, he was fine coming on. Um, and then yeah, like you said, assist for Watkins. I don't get how four players from Norwich were appealing for offside, uh, but I suppose you call for anything when you're in their position in the league and um, yeah and then you, you like you said McGinn comes off saves some minutes on him um, which is key because you know he's an absolute bulldog runs around the pitch all game and um, yeah we, we end up 3-0 sorry not 3-0 2 nil winners uh, three points we went up to ninth at the time um, and you know we, we walked away happy the only thing you can say is we didn't score more and the complacency in the second half was a problem which we need to eradicate straight away. Yeah, it is. It is. And um, like I say, it's, it's, I felt better once we got that second goal. Um, it's just that it, the second goal came so late. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It, it, to be fair, 
I will say, like, oh, well, like I say, we'll, we'll go into it now. We'll go with the positive and negatives of the game. Um, the negative for me was that basically we need to start killing teams off a lot earlier. Um, I know that probably come with time and come with changes and things, but I, I was still nervous pretty much through that entire second half um, because it just felt like the, there was still more in it and it just kind of felt like that. Not If Norwich was a better side and had better quality, who knows, they could have got that, you know, the the, the, the equaliser before we scored the second and then it could have been a different game. But it just kind of feels like that. We had all this possession, all this time on the ball and was counting their half and then we just, we couldn't kill them off. And to say that, you know, without being disrespectful, that Norwich are pretty much what the, probably the worst side in the league, maybe bar Newcastle. Um, it, we, it, it's not a worrying thing because we still won and I don't want to put too much of a negative spin on it, but we just got to kind of, like I say, just got to see these games out and we just got to go in maybe at half-time going 2-0, 3-0 up like we should have been and then, you, you know, the game's toast. Do you know what I mean? So, what about you? Are there any negatives from that game? Um, I mean, you said it there, really. Um, it's just, you know, I understand about killing games off and that, but against that kind of side, no disrespect to Norwich, I think we, we could get away with it. It also means that we're not going full pelt for 90 minutes. And around this time period, you know, with the amount of games that are coming up, that's quite vital for us, I think. Um, you know, we're not going to gas anyone out. We're not going to, you know, force injury. Uh, saying that, you know, Wendy may have picked up a knock. But, you know, um, Chuck Maker couldn't even start the weekend, really, um, with, with his um, impact off the bench. Um, uh, the, the, yeah, I think it's just you know, when we come against better opposition, we need to perform better and we need to keep that concentration for... 90 minutes, um, keep pressing for 90 minutes, uh, keep going for goal for 90 minutes. But, you know, there's you can't give too many negatives when you've won a game. Yes, it's against Norwich and, you know, the bottom of the league right now, but you've got to beat the team in front of you. It was always going to be a tough game because, you know, Dean Smith re- um, returned to play and played against us or, you know, um, and the predecessor playing against the former manager. So... But, you know, uh, I can take more positives than negatives from this game. Yeah, there's definitely more positives. Definitely more positive. Like I say, taking out a clean sheet. Um, Ollie scoring again, obviously, which is, is, is good news to get him, you know, back back scoring again. Um, Chuck and Maker assist a Ramsey goal, which two academy players getting involved. You know, it's good to see. Um, yeah, overall, it was, it was a really good show and... It was it was a good performance, you know. So there's obviously a lot more positives than negatives. Um, on the back of that, going to the player ratings. So what did you give your back five, including Martinez? Uh, I've made it quite easy for you this time because I've given the all the back five an eight. Yeah, same. Well, I've gave Martinez an eight. I gave the whole back four an eight, but I gave Cash a nine and. He was my man of the match. I thought he was outstanding in that game. He, the, he, like a lot of people, including myself, wanted Cantwell in the summer, and Cash just absolutely had him in his pocket and the fullback at the same time. He was outstanding. So yeah, I gave yeah, Cash. Brandon Williams on the all game. Yeah, all yeah, literally all game, all game. Uh, and like if, I say, I was, if I was tempted to give anyone a higher rating, it would probably have been um, 
Mings or Cash, to be honest. Um, I thought both of them were outstanding. And the coldness, like, in some of the play and some of the, you know, trickery, like Mings taking two strikers out at once with his quick feet. It's just like, you just don't see that often. And it's just quality. And, um, yeah, but it was a good good show from the defence. Yeah, it was. And Ings is starting to play how he did in the Championship since Gerrard's coming. Like, he's been absolutely outstanding and the player we've needed all season. Um, the midfield three in Ramsey, McGinn and Louise. Uh, I thought Louise, standout performance, possibly one of the best performances of the season so far. Because, um, you know, he, he, he went back into that... Um, holding role for, for the game and I thought he was brilliant. You know, um, his passing was quality, positioning was brilliant. I thought he's con- he needs to work on his corners because he needs to try and beat the first man a bit more. Um, that's the only thing that I've got down for him as a, as a negative. So I've got Louise as an eight. I've got McGinn as a nine, uh, just everywhere, um, which is fantastic. And he's becoming a lot more vocal now uh, on the pitch, which is good. We need that on, on the pitch. You know, we've got Young, Mings, uh, McGinn, all in like the referee's face and opponent's faces when, you know, controversy strikes. So that's good. Um, then I've got Ramsey, man of the match, giving him a 10 because I can't give him, I can't find a weakness from that game. And he's going to give him so much confidence, that goal. And, you know, people have said, oh, he needs to, to shoot more often. And, you know, I think he'll he'll know that now because then he's got the ability to find the net with that <laughs> with that goal against Norwich. Um, I gave him all an eight, if I'm honest. And I feel like I've been a bit rough on Ramsey. I, I, I do. Um, but no, I, I, I thought that was all outstanding for the first time in a long time. Our midfield looked good, didn't get overrun. Um, like you see, McGing was everywhere. Louise was breaking up play. Ramsey was game on the front foot most of the game as well, even before and after his goal. Um, it was just a brilliant performance. Um, like I say, I just thought Cash was my outstanding man, so I gave him a nine. But the midfield an eight, and like you say, Ramsey was so close to being my man of the match. Um, it was just, yeah, Cash over the ninety gave me the man of the match feel. Um, but yeah, I thought that was all outstanding and. Hopefully, that's the midfield three come Burnley. Um, the front three in Buendia, Watkins and Young. I'll give Buendia a seven. I thought it was uh, an OK performance. There were some areas of the game that he needs to work on, like his um, you know, his ball control and his awareness on the ball as well. I thought he was getting tackled quite a lot. But then there was some play that he was you know, bringing the tricks out, bringing the skills out. And um, yeah, I think he may have been trying a bit too hard because it was his former club. Yeah. And uh, let's hope this knock, if it is a knock, isn't too bad. Um, then I've given Young a six because I thought it, there's, he was the worst performing player uh, and he could have cost us a goal if um, that back pass had been any worse. Um, and when he came off, I thought we played a little bit better as well. Uh, and then Watkins, I'll give an eight. Because uh, of his running, again, he can't fault his running. And um, he scored as well, so he, he was in the right place at the right time uh, for that ball across from, from Chukwameka. Um, Yeah, the front three is a bit of a weird one for me because Ashley Young I thought was poor, so I gave him a six. Buendia, like you said, I think he tried too hard. There was some good passing, some good movements. 
Um, and I think if we had a more clinical forward, I think he probably would have got an assist at some point because he was doing some brilliant football. Uh, so I gave him a seven. Watkins is a weird one because he got a goal and he got an assist as well. He got a goal and an assist, Ollie did. But I didn't think he was that good, in my opinion. I, he was right time, right place for the goal. The assist, obviously, I don't think he was going to expect to get an assist from Ramsey doing the mad run. Um, but, you know, still counts. But I thought he was quite greedy at times. And there's plenty of times where I saw Danny Ng screaming for the ball and he was still trying to take on three defenders. You know, so I, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if it's just a strikers thing where they're just selfish as they always are or whether there's just something, you know, Watkins feeling like he needed a goal. So he's doing it at all, you know, regardless of the team, whether he's just going to do it on his own and be selfish. I don't know. But yeah, so it's a weird one. But I've gave him an eight anyways, because you get a goal and assist, you, you, you've got to be touching eight nines at least. Um, So, yeah. Uh, the substitutes, which was Danny Ings, Twan Zabi and Chukamaker. I'm giving Ings a five because I didn't think he contributed anything to the game. And I can't think of anything anyway. Um, I've given Kearney a nine because I thought for the, the minutes that he was on, um, the impact that he made was outstanding. And he's really pushing for a first team spot. And I don't really know who he will you know, take the position off at this moment in time. And then I get, I didn't give Twanzebe uh, anything because I didn't think he was on the pitch long enough um, to do anything. He was just there to, you know, show up the defence and make sure we didn't concede. Yeah, Dunnings, I gave a five. Like I said, I think he's just way off pace and to think he'd come on at the 60th minute, so he had a good 30 minutes. He did pretty much nothing. Uh, but like I said, I think he's still recovering. I think that was a recovery minute rather than, a, you know, like a performance minute, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Twan Zabi, I gave a six. Like I say, he was there just to shore up the defence. He'd come on at the 88th minute. So, you know, I mean, he had like three, four minutes to do anything. Chukamaker, like you say, he w I gave him an eight. Um, yeah, brilliant. Got an assist. And it was an absolute peach of a cross as well to get uh, to get these assists. Um, so, yeah, it was outstanding, really. Um, that, you know, it was... It was an overall performance from the Villa boys, just absolutely outstanding. You can't really knock um, really anything to do with the game. Um, I will say that just just before we go, that there was a couple of stats that I saw after the game, which I did write down, was that uh, Gerard has picked up 12 points from his first six games, um, which he calls Martin O'Neill's record, um, which is, you know, everyone loves Martin O'Neill apart from his how he left us, I suppose. And the biggest one to that, which ties in, is only City and Liverpool have occurred more points since Gerrard's took over. So it kind of shows... And we've played, and we played both of them. Yeah, and we've played both of them, yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, we weren't exactly... OK, you know, City did outplay us for majority of the game. And Liverpool, you know, camped in our box. But, you know, neither, you know, look at the Leeds result against City, you know what I mean? Like, we was nowhere near that bad. Um, so, you know, it's 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 all positives, really. You know what I mean? There's nothing really at the moment um, to 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 slate him or, you know, put him, put him over hot, hot, hot coals because it's it's working a treat and hopefully Burnley is another three points. Yeah, and, you know, we, we, we move on and we currently sit 10th um, in the table right now with... with um, Still teams to play um, tonight and, um, you know, for the midweek uh, games. So, yeah, we're, we're looking good and, you know, it's another 
um, another time to get three points, really, because we're going to need it with the games that we've got coming up. Um, with the, you know, uh, who have we got? We've got Chelsea coming up, haven't we? Chelsea Boxing Day. And then, you know, Leeds, you know, it should we it will be a tough game, really. Um, Brentford, they're around us, and then it's back-to-back United. So, um, you know, from those four games, we say, to the 2nd of January, Burnley, Chelsea, Leeds and Brentford, you'd be hoping to take... I mean, I'd take at least six points from that. Um, Maybe seven. I'm taking three from Burnley, none from Chelsea, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, Leeds, I'm probably taking three as well. I, I think they're really poor at the moment. And I think the Bielsa effect um, is wearing is, off. Is wearing off. And I said this, I don't want to talk too much about Leeds, but I, I said this last season that from all his records when he when he was abroad and everything like that, he, he has this outstanding... Basically, he goes one way or the other. He either can, like transforms a team completely and they go two, three gears above where they were because of the way he plays, the high press, the constant running. But then all of a sudden, like like clicking your fingers, they die a death because he he doesn't have big squads. Like if he was at City or something like that where they had unlimited refund... Um, Unlimited refunds, unlimited funds, and they can go and get like twenty world class players, so we can chop and change with the players dying a death from his style of play. Then he probably work wonders. But teams like Leeds and where he's been before, which I think he was at Marseille, I believe it was, uh, and that where it just doesn't work because they've only got small squads, small funds. So your starting eleven is normally your best eleven, and everyone else is kind of you know not not good enough for the eleven, and that's what's kind of happening at Leeds. Is basically the players of of the debt, the dying. Do you know what I mean? Because they've they've been run, they've had the legs run off them, they're knackered, they've got no energy, and it's happened again this season. And then players are because they're so worn thin, they're just falling out of love with the whole. Bielsa effect and it's and like I said it ha- it's happened everywhere he's been and it's happening again and I just wouldn't be shocked to see him walk um, by the end of the season that would be nice yeah um, and uh, so I think we'll get three from them and Brentford Brentford's is the tricky one because they can it's, it's a weird one because you can easily take you know three points and you can not say walk it but you know what I mean like three points never in doubt to then go in, Jesus Christ, how do we manage a point out of that? Do you yeah. know what I mean? So probably you're probably right. So I'll take three, six, and nine. I'll take ten points from Burnley to to, to uh, th- straight through. So yeah, I'll take I'll take ten. Um, so there you go, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, we will be back with the Burnley preview because obviously that's on. I think it's Saturday, isn't it? I think yeah. um, Saturday at three o'clock, uh, Villa Park. Hopefully, it's bouncing and rocking at Villa Park. Get the three points again. It's back to back wins will be absolutely brilliant. Pushes us straight up because, like I said, I think if we can, if results go our way, um, I think we can go. I think we can go tops. Am I saying right? I think we can go seventh or eighth. Um, well, we'd go on twenty five, and Tottenham are on twenty five right now in seventh. Um, so we'll oh. probably go eighth at the maximum. Eighth. Eighth, there you go. Eighth, I knew it was something around that. I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking six originally, but yeah, we're not that good yet. Yet, give us time. But thank you guys for listening. I hope you've enjoyed. Um, and like I say, we're back with the burner preview.
Thank you, guys, and up the villa. And keep the faith. Support the Stephen Gerrard. Can't do wrong. <laughs>